Hey, welcome to Not the Only Kids in the Paul podcast, Nick's Picks Volume 2, colon, the pen. Wow. Or my pen. <laughs> yeah, does it have a, what's the Wikipedia name? Is it the pen, my pen, a pen, pen? I think in Wikipedia it says the pen, but a lot of people refer to it as my pen. It seems like it's the pen is the is the official title. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I also because yeah, there's also I was telling you earlier there's this the AV Club wrote a, a whole interview with the or a whole article. There was a whole interview in the AV Club with the kids just about this sketch, which I was surprised to see. And they wow. got the pen there. Wow. Uh, this is a big one. This is a big one, Jared. I should yeah, say my I, name's Nick. Yeah, and I should say my name's Jared. Uh, you know, I I feel like. Uh, even Amaze in the time, Amaze on vacation. Uh, sorry, everybody. You can turn it off now if you're all you Amaze heads out there, um, like myself. I would say uh, this one, the legacy of this sketch has certainly permeated throughout the pod so far. You know, I, I as listeners may or may not know, I watch this show as I do this pod. I haven't really kind of, you know, watched ahead. I haven't seen anything of seasons two or three or four other than the previous volume of Nick's Picks. So um, this sketch, you know, it has come up. Guests have mentioned it. You know, when you say, what are your favorite sketches? I have, a couple have said pen. Um, so I'm happy to finally watch it. It was I was extremely, extremely impressed with the sketch. I thought it was very we funny. Should, we should say this is Nick's picks. This is when we watched just one sketch because we didn't have enough time to do a full episode, basically. So we watched one of my favorites from my days of watching the kids. And this this one good compromise. is the pen. Yeah. It came out October, it originally aired October 1st, 1991 in episode one of season three. So this is only like a year, year and a half later than the, the ones we've been watching, the episodes we've been watching. Wow. Um, but uh, it's it definitely feels a higher, like a higher quality production, don't you think? Absolutely. I mean, I think the, you know, production on it is a key element. I mean, to me, actually, I was trying to nail down the game of the sketch as i often do you know me i'm really kind of about structure and really like i'm i don't want to say i fancy myself a sketch director or teacher because i never really did that too much but i i did enjoy it on the few occasions i did do it and uh as as when i started taking ucb classes i was very kind of against game trying to rebel against that whole thing but you know now that UCB's dead and gone, I've kind of ascribed to their philosophy, <laughs> ironically. <laughs> and I, I, I find myself constantly looking for the game and what is, you know, what is really the core of what is making this sketch funny. And I kind of went back and forth. You know, it's like beyond the obvious of him, you know, missing his pen, I guess it's maybe missing pen in a Hitchcock movie or missing a pen in a Twilight Zone episode. You know, I was trying to nail down that reference and the stylistic kind of, you know, I guess uh, you know point of what what, what they're whatever they're going off of and whatever they're they're basing the the uh, aesthetics on, and that's what those I those were the two yeah. the two things that I thought Hitchcock and Twilight Zone, uh, but I, I they say do Hitchcock, a good job. I'm not even sure which Hitchcock it's. <sighs> I guess maybe Vertigo. Yeah, I mean, it was I was I was thinking North by Northwest, even though that's not yeah you know I mean it's in black uh, and white the the sketch but uh, and that movie isn't but it had the same vibe well, actually, of like there he goes that that man has my pen stop yeah. that man kind chase, of thing the chase kind of thing yeah, yeah. And North by Northwest originally like he re, Hitchcock remade it but he originally shot a black and white he originally shot it in black and white oh is that true well there you go 
Yeah. Uh, let me make sure that's true. <laughs> I think he... We could say made up things. No, it doesn't really matter. Um, I believe... We could have a companion he... pod fact checking us. I, I might be totally wrong. Okay. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and say I'm totally wrong. Good. Well, across the board or just about this? Uh, I, yeah, I mean, I think it's fair to say that I'm probably wrong about everything. <laughs> well, are you going to... Uh, I'd be happy to kind of dig into to more of the kind of you know visual style and the directing of the sketch. Are you going to pop it up? Are you going to bring it up here, Nick? Or are we going to just kind sure, of let's, talk? Let's, let's watch the sketch. I may as well have it right here. Yeah. Where do I, I have it? I know I have it pulled up. Uh, sorry. No. Did I close it? <laughs> Why would I have closed it? That's what, okay. Well, 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 as you work on that, I, I could kind of, you know, wax poetic about the, uh, about the style choices. Yeah. I mean, you know, the black and white, I feel like immediately sets the tone in a great way. Um, and it's not just, you know, I feel like you, there's, there's plenty of, sketch groups and people who try to go for movie parodies and they'll just kind of, you know, come up with certain content that maybe matches a Hitchcock movie and then they'll put it in black and white and then they'll kind of leave it at that. But, uh, man, the cinematography and like the actual, what they're pulling off in this production does such a good job of giving you the feel of like a real, if not film, certainly short film. It's like, they have certain close-ups of McCullough that are <laughs> really funny. They have that kind of what first of what I thought was an off-game joke when the phone is dangling and they say like, "Hey, you, you better hang up this phone; it's dangling." You know, like I was like, "That's weird. Like, why did they make that joke?" The whole sketch is about a pen, but like, I guess that's just a joke on that happening in this kind of movie. Would you agree with that? Is that what they were going for there? Yeah, I mean, I think the joke is you are, you you'll see in movies you'll see people just leave right. the phone dangling, and this is the kind of commenting. Oh, what what's happening to the guy on the other end? What's he thinking? So it was I guess so. We can watch. Yeah, let's watch that real quick. Sure. <laughs> yeah, and so it's like they have the fun elements like that where you're like, okay, those are the kinds of things that happen in those movies. But as I was saying just really well made like even this kind of throwaway shot where he's like jumping onto the desk and over is done really well they have a couple of shots that kind of get a laugh just based off of their execution the one that comes to mind is where he's like kind of running on a sort of treadmill it almost looks like and they're moving the background pad like that insane shot of him running you know which one i'm talking about this one <laughs> And then that got a huge laugh. And the one that I think deserved an even bigger laugh is the one coming up where he is positioned horizontally on the car like a Superman flying effect, which I thought was spectacular. Probably one of the best shots I've seen pulled off so far in the show. And it gets like a muted reaction when they first see that. People are like, oh, yeah, yeah, he's on the car. But like. That is done really well. That's not just like a weird, like, you know, uh, clumsy, like, live or green screen thing. Like, that's done super yeah. well. It looks so funny. It looks really great. And, and it's uh, act it is actually him. It's actually uh, Bruce. Yeah, uh, you could tell. You not, could tell. It's not a stuntman. You can tell that they didn't fudge that. And it's just the whole thing, I think, benefits for it. I think it's so engrossing um, when a comedy piece is, like, you know, just just made so just delicately and 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 
you know, so much effort is put into the production of it. You can really tell. And I think that's kind of like 50% of why this sketch works. Um, yeah. And then the other 50% to me is McCullough. I mean, you want to go off about him because he's your favorite, right? It seems like he does a lot of Nick performing in this sketch, a classic kind of McCullough stuff that you love. Um, yeah, just that whiny voice, the, my pen. I, I just, yeah. just, just, pen. Like just the way he says the word pen, I love. And he's just like, he seems like he's about to explode the whole time. He's just constantly like ticking, <laughs> like, uh, just, and has those nervous ticks. Right. Uh, just a really fun performance. Um, somebody brought it up. I can't remember where I read this. Oh, you know what? It was actually in that AV club and AV club interview. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone brought, brought up that, uh, it's kind of a precursor to the uh the character from office space i was gonna say that i wrote that down this is a bit of a precursor to the office space character yes the the stapler 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 guy who who was actually in a cartoon a mike judge cartoon even before that yeah i think Um, i brought that up that stapler guy on a different episode i i'm not i'm i'm not remembering which sketch it was for but i do remember bringing him up at a certain point beforehand too uh interesting interesting note uh they mentioned in this interview that Mike Judge sent the sent the kids in the hall uh, a bunch of cartoons, and he kind of wanted to be their version of Terry Gilliam. Um, oh wow! He said he, he was like he kind of pushed to be, you know, part of the show. This I think this was they said this was like in the third season or so. So when when they did this, when when he tried to make himself one of the kids in the hall. Uh, <laughs> And like uh, apparently, like every like uh, Scott Thompson was really pushing for it. They all loved. They all really liked the cartoons. But Scott Thompson especially really wanted him to. And this was before everything, Beavis and Butthead, and everything else, right? Like this, he was not famous. Wow. Yeah, I I think he ended up. They ended up playing some of his cartoons on on SNL. Like I think the the Milton one that 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 Office Space character was based on. Right. Um, Right. Yeah, but 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 the other the other members of the group thought it it would just be too similar to. to the python python effect yeah i mean i i, I get here. that it's i i totally understand uh you know them trying to stay original and kind of do their own thing you know it's it's they kind of don't need it i mean python you know they didn't they had certain kind of vignettes and sketches by gilliam but for the most part gilliam kind of just defined the entire aesthetic like those transitions and the intro and everything like he was there not only from the beginning, but to cover kind of so much of what their style was. You know, Python didn't. Python did some kind of film parody stuff, and but they really kind of overall relied on the Gilliam aesthetic to kind of link everything together. Whereas I feel like Kids in the Hall already really had that. I, I think they'd probably be using Judge just to like, I don't know, use his sketches, right? I mean, I imagine Judge didn't want to just like make crazy weird shit. I imagine he made like fairly straight ahead like you know sketches with dialogue i mean knowing him it's like his stuff is not really you know just there on the periphery it was i i think those early i don't know the ones i saw the ones i'm remembering they seem they i I remember them being pretty weird really but yeah that's interesting because they strike me as very different animators and artists gilliam and and judge yeah they're totally different yeah but 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 it, it's it's not like he, he I, I I feel like his early stuff wasn't like uh, King of the Hill you know like it was you know right. it was like uh, Beavis and Butthead just lighting frogs on fire or whatever they did you know or or playing baseball with with frogs right as, as opposed to like you know an actual story or, or whatever 
Well, that hey. uh, that McCullough rocker character certainly feels like a Mike Judge type of character. The kind of oh, brain yeah. dead kind of rocker, yeah. Who, yeah, that seems right up his alley. So, no, I'm sure there's angles that they could have uh, found, and even kind of the Midwestern family to a degree has a bit of a King of the Hillish type of vibe. Um, That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, this, this sketch is really great. I think McCullough does a really, really great job. I feel like it's, you know, vintage McCullough the whole way here. The other thing I notice is that it, it feels like, um, it feels like everyone, you know, it strikes you kind of like, okay, this is like, I guess a McCullough and McDonald sketch, but every member has something really fun and interesting to do here. And I feel like the thing that it's not just fun and interesting, it's that it's like particularly suited to them i think like right off the top thompson has this like kind of classically thompson like kind of authoritative woman and and like like playing you know in drag kind of like nonplussed like really like what's your problem kind of thing very thompson mccullough is as we've said acting like mccullough mcdonald comes in with this like very you know kind of awkward uh, geeky guy face who's staring at you and making giving this awkward energy when he has to borrow the pen that seems right up his alley mckinney has this great kind of like <laughs> you know typical like mckinney line read yes he kind of slithers in like oh, why don't you yeah. did you did you have to have somebody borrow it i mean maybe that's the problem very like typical him and then, uh, you know, Thompson coming in again, playing another character, something that he likes to do is just be, just is a man of many faces, plays all sorts of characters. I know I'm stretching it a little bit, but let me, I'm on a roll here, so I'll just keep finishing. And then at the end, you have Foley, who kind of plays the perfect Foley kind of straight man, you know, and, and uh, kind of gives the sketch a nice button um, here at Thompson doing the dramatic, like, hugging and holding him at the end here once he gets out of the car. I guess let's let's watch that fully part. I... <laughs> That's a very funny beat to have the bank chain on his head, and then Foley does a good like <laughs> tugging at it. Yeah, there, uh, yeah, that's to- a totally visual joke, I guess. But uh, no, yeah. I know, yeah. But the, the I just feel like it's well, super ensemble work. I mean, it's that's yeah. kind of oh, totally. kind of common for them in general. But it's it struck me how everybody really kind of did their part in a signature way in the sketch. Also, like, the, the when he finally gets back the pen, it's not like a special pen. It's just <laughs> it's just a cheap pen. Speaking like of a, cheap like a, pen, a what, I had a question about the, uh, about Thompson's offer of that character's pen. It, like, it almost looks like it's like a busted cigarette or something. Like, it looks kind of very weird. Like, what is that? I think the idea is that she chews on the end, end of the She pen, chews so on like, it. I see. Because at first glance, I was like, what? <laughs> what, is, what is being offered? Is that a pen? Or like, it looks like some sort of, I guess, you were supposed to read that it's, that's a chewed pen. It's very kind of. It does. I mean, yeah, it looks strange. It does yeah. look a lot like a cigarette. Yeah. But, uh, but that's, that's my read on it. I, I mean, I used to chew on my pen more about the pen cap than the, than the end of the pen. Yeah, uh, it's interesting because they because they play that you know up as like a as like a big issue, and one of the things that they cut to is McDonald licking the end of the pen, and now I'll cop to putting the pen in my mouth and doing gross stuff with my pen, but to lick the point, I feel, and that's something that you see characters in film and TV do all the time. Have you ever seen a human yeah. being do that? 
No, I don't know why you would. Maybe <laughs> well, that's... why would you? <laughs> what is maybe the it's like... idea there? <laughs> maybe it's something that you used to have to do with like fountain pens, and it just I got guess. carried over. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, it almost strikes me like when you'd lick like your finger to turn a page, whereas like I, I I obviously see the function behind that more, but it's almost just this like old school cultural thing that we've kind of bought into that people do. I guess you're right. It must be fountain pen. It must be like related yeah, to something I've, that made sense. It's just a guess. I have no idea, really. Right. Um, well, you're throwing right. out all sorts of things on this episode. It doesn't have to be true or false or just could be anything, right? Oh, you know what? I don't think we got... Let's get a little bit of the audio of him saying my pen. Okay. So funny. He's, yeah. I wrote down, it's like, it's almost like it's spelled (laughs) P-E-E-H-H-H-N. My pen! My pen! I just feel like it's such a funny choice. And it's that, like, he's... He's clearly worked up about it, and uh, and he's shouting about it, but he's also, like, (laughs) very restrained as well. Like, he's not moving from his chair. It's it's played very well. Yeah. It's just, like, a pathetic kind of a shouting, I guess, of this. They they really hate people that work in offices, I guess. They hate people who work in offices. We've we've definitely touched on that, and it's that theme is certainly present here. No respect. Utter disdain for the nine-to-fiver. And I feel like, uh, you know, touching on, on what you said about how kind of <laughs> like un- unrestricted, but also kind of reined in this performances, he, he really has this bottled up energy, uh, you yes. know, really nailed down. He has this great moment. I don't know if you can find it, but it's like it's right kind of after this, right before they cut to the phone. And he says <laughs> at one point he's trying to just calm himself down and he utters to himself, uh, I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> and does this like <laughs> kind of like mini weird like psycho chuckle to himself to try to like act as if, if everything's okay. It's very very kind of funny and understated. Yeah, it's it's right after this. <laughs> and they let it run a little longer because he's making these little kind of improvised facial gestures. It's you could, yeah, you could tell the they had a lot of fun tics, like, filming yeah. this and being on set for this. They all kind of it's they clearly, I don't know, things just clicked on this. Were there any stories? Not to pimp you into this, but did did you happen to read anything in that bio that you always bring up about the production of this sketch or how it went or what the any behind the scenes kind of notes on this one? Not in the biography, but I was telling you about that that interview in the AV Club that's just about this sketch, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just, I mean, it's that's all it is, is information about the, the production of the sketch. Uh, and so we I could was, have read that in preparation for this, but, you know, yeah, I just we could have done a lot like of things, right. I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, it, it was shot, uh, you know, it, it, there wasn't, there were no stuntmen, that actually was Bruce McCullough, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. What else did, did I find in here? Um, this move, I mean, there's there's so many jokes to quote and, 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 and bring up. I, I think probably the highlight for me, and I'm interested in your highlight, but the highlight for me was probably <laughs> putting the pen in the ear, stabbing the guy, and then putting the bloody pen back in the ear. 
right. <laughs> to kind of just have that visual of like, wow, like I can't believe he's doing that with my pen, like a man's blood <laughs> and in his ear. Just that was kind of a, I mean, such a fun heighten that just was so out there and just weird and like did a perfect kind of, I thought, on game job of like really blowing it out, but still touching on something that felt, you know, Twilight Zone and Hitchcocky, but also like, oh no, he has my pen. Um, I did find, so, okay, let me read a little bit from Kevin McDonald here about the shoot day. So I remember the shoot was pretty frantic. We had one day to shoot the sketch and we had to be quick because it was a lot of setups. The reason we got Michael Kennedy to direct was that he'd shot a lot of B movies where he had like 30 setups a day and three weeks to film. We needed someone quick who had a good sense of humor. Um, Kevin apparently had been up all night writing another sketch. So they woke him up right before. And I heard this and I was listening to the commentary track about this too. And yeah. He they woke him up like right before he was supposed to do that first scene in the bank, so he was really sleepy. Interesting. Well, kind of it's it it, it <laughs> he doesn't have to be the classic kind of McDonald kind of you know yeah. whining and yelling. So it kind of worked in his favor. It, he does a Definitely. good like deadpan kind of low key performance. So that that all kind of tracks. Um, who, do you know anything about this director? Is is he has he they worked with him before because he does a really good job. Um, they talk about him here a little. I, I know. I guess they don't. Uh, no, I know nothing about him. <laughs> so par for the course. Uh, just two idiots uh, who don't know a lot, didn't read a lot, but uh, you're listening. Uh, you know, maybe. Maybe. Uh, uh, okay, wait. He has, so he it's on you. A, a, oh, he, he has a Wikipedia here. He's, he's a Canadian film and television director. Um, so wow. What, what's he directed? Uh, any movies here? Any movies we would know? Um, I'm impressed so far. He's Canadian, <laughs> so that <laughs> that that qualifies you, I think, to be at least involved with the kids in some way. He's and, directed uh, a lot of uh, Canadian TV shows that I have don't that I'm not aware of. I don't hmm. know any of these. Anyway, you know, speaking yeah. of TV shows, you mentioned uh, that you landed on Twilight Zone and you landed on Hitchcock, but for me, and and, and Office Space was a bit of a precursor. I kind of had Seinfeld and Curb vibes a little bit as far as focusing on the pen. <laughs> and the pen, uh, someone taking your pen being blown out into, like, the worst thing that's ever happened to you. It felt somewhat Seinfeldian in the sense that, like, you know, where it's not... I mean, they they, they certainly treat the subject matter differently in the sketch than Seinfeld or Curb would. But the whole notion of like really focusing and scrutinizing and being like myopically obsessed with something that is so, you know, <laughs> you know, relatively not a big deal. Uh, I don't know. No, it struck I me as a picture. I can yeah. picture Larry David. Uh, yes. Tracking down the person that took his pen and like showing up at his doorstep and, and asking. You know, you, you, and maybe you in the final it? scene. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. No, I was going to say, you, you took my pen. And they were like, I, what are you talking about, Larry? I, what the fuck are you talking about, Larry? I didn't take your fucking pen. <laughs> this is crazy. It's like watching. Can you, can you do the whole episode? <laughs> Larry, she didn't take the pen. If she says she didn't take the pen, she didn't take the pen. Jeff, fuck you, all right? Fuck you, Jeff. Who am I? Uh, Susie. Yeah, nailed it. Um, well, should we call it a day? Oh, my God. I, I think so. Do you have anything else to touch? I mean, we've already said so much. Um, all no, of I'm it may be true. I'm glad you had true. so much to say because 
I was not prepared for this one. I, sh- I should have read that article ahead of time. But yeah, we, we said a lot. Jared, do you have anything else to say? Ah, well, do I have anything else to say? You know, I, I other than just, I really like the sketch. No, I mean, these Knicks picks, I mean, I don't know. Is, are, is it strategy? Are you trying to sucker me in? Are you trying to say, well, if I just kind of, you know, hand pick and pluck some of these fantastic sketches, maybe I assume maybe the best in there canon uh that you'll trick me into being a lifer um i don't know if it was that devious it's more like if i'm gonna show <laughs> if i'm gonna pick one sketch to watch it should be because if you show me good comedy it must be some sort of <laughs> deception involved <laughs> uh, no but you picked it because it's one of your favorites yeah i like because i like the sketch it's a good sketch it's a good sketch um, it is a good sketch well hey thanks for listening and until next time Keep crushing those heads.